Welcome to church. I'm so glad that you could join us uh, here on the midweek between Christmas and New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas and that it was full of laughter and grace and good fellowship with uh, other believers and also with your family. And I trust that you're going well and I look forward to seeing you in the new year as well. Uh, Today I wanted to really bring a message around reflecting on this year that's been and, and then also fixing our eyes on what Jesus has for us in the new year. I've titled this sermon, Run the Race. In fact, I began to film this outdoors. It was just too windy today to actually pick up uh, everything well on a microphone or even to be able to read to you out of the scriptures without it blowing everywhere. So I would just like you for a moment just to imagine uh, I actually filmed in front of a grandstand outside I want you to imagine for a moment a grandstand, and in that grandstand is all the people that have gone ahead before you. Maybe they're family members, maybe they're um, people that that ministered to you and have since gone home to be with the Lord. Maybe they are peers of yours that are still alive today, and they just absolutely love Jesus, and they represent to you what it means to walk forward in faith. Perhaps there's even Bible characters of the past where you've seen their faith journey and their faith journey has encouraged you to actually step forward. Think of all those people in the grandstand and they're cheering you on. Run the race. You can do it. I know that you'll make it. You'll do so well. You've got great things ahead of you. The glory of God is going to uh, increase uh, in you and through you. You've got great things ahead. Imagine for a moment. They have a grandstand of people who are cheering you on. For this year, we've had so many different things that you could say were either distractions or brought to the surface sobering moments of realizing this doesn't matter anymore. It's not the most important thing or this really matters right now. And I recognize I need to take more of that in this season. When you come against uh, some of the pressures or Uh, things that cause you to reroute from your normal life. Uh, Oftentimes it can be a really good moment to throw out things that are no longer life-giving and then to take a hold of the most life-giving things that you can find. Uh, Earlier this year I said to our church that this season is actually an opportunity to grow in faith. Uh, in a way that you may have never grown before. Because under pressure, people tend to find that the things that matter most, they grab a hold of. The same can be true the opposite direction. People through pressures, sometimes the things that come to the surface is the fact that their foundation has not really been fixed on Jesus, but instead their foundations have been fixed in other things, whether it be um, in, uh, you know, finding distractions to their faith or finding ways to cope that are not healthy or placing their hope in other things rather than Christ, they find themselves in a different place. I would love this to be a time where you reflect back on this year and even where you're at right now and to be able to eyeball, am I in a place where the foundation to my life is actually growing and uh, fixed more firmly on Jesus? Or am I in a place where I need to actually step into that? Because I realize I've actually taken a hold of other things uh, in my life. I'm not 
in a place where I'm more passionate than I was this time last year for Jesus. I'm not in a place where my heart is softer for people than it was last year. In fact, I'm the opposite. I've withdrawn from people or I found myself complaining a lot or uh, in a place where I'm offended. Now is a good time to say, God, what is at the core? And would you show me the way forward? Run the race. There's great things ahead for you. Listen, I believe there are great things ahead for you in 2021. I believe that he has a a greater anointing for you, that um, the promises of God and the prophetic words he has over your life, that it's only a matter of time. In fact, I think it's, it's closer than what you think. I have so much expectation actually for this coming year. I really believe that God is going to fast forward a heap of things in your life, not without losing those steps of faith. I believe he's going to call you into uh, a deeper revelation of him and steps of faith that's going to cause you to see incredible things. Okay, I wanted to have a look at a scripture. It's found in Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, this is a great scripture. I hope that uh, you have your Bibles with you and you can follow along with me. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 to 3, this is a familiar verse to some, and uh, I hope that this becomes a foundational verse for you as you come into 2021. Okay, the writer of Hebrews says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, remember we talked about the grandstand, he's just talked about uh, men and women of faith, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, and, and he begins to talk about these people that they stepped in to the unknown uh, according to God's promise and expecting that, uh, that God on the other side, there's great reward. Since you have so many people have gone ahead before you, they're cheering you on. Since that's the case, therefore let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Right now, there are a lot of people who have grown weary And perhaps they've even lost heart. What is the antidote? Well, take off everything that hinders. All the sin that entangles. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Run the race. The crowd is cheering. They're cheering from the grandstand. There's no uh, social distancing in heaven. They're all shoulder to shoulder, cheering as loud as they can. Go! You can run the race. Okay, so what are the things that hinder? Well, they're not always uh, things that perhaps might be what we would classify as uh, sinful things or things that are destructive. Uh, Oftentimes, things that hinder are things that uh, may be good, but they're not best. They might be neutral things. They don't add life to you, but they don't detract life from you either. He says, throw away those things that hinder. Perhaps these things might be uh, certain relationships that they might not be bad, but they're not life-giving. You just know that these relationships may have come to a close or maybe they have less value in your life and God is saying, I want you to cast off those things. Maybe uh, you're actually in a covenant relationship of marriage or due to get married 
And instead of casting off a relationship, he's asking you to, to do something different. Maybe rather than standing in unforgiveness or not having mercy or grace for one another, he's calling you into a space that is faith-filled, not in a, a neutral space that is hindering you moving forward. What is it that is hindering you? What kind of things have you given your attention to? Maybe even your thinking has been found around spaces that are not life-giving and they're not actually what Jesus is saying to you. Maybe they're worries of the future and you're playing out possible futures that may not even take place, but they have consumed your thinking. Maybe it's anxieties over the future. Maybe it's uh, things around uh, giving yourself uh, to uh, things that are just not life-giving thoughts for you. He's calling you to throw that off. Whenever you see somebody uh, in the Olympics going to the 100-meter sprint, you see that they have suited themselves in a sporting attire that is uh, wind-resistant or streamlined in a way that they can run the fastest that they can possibly run. But imagine for a moment that you're watching the Olympics and in walks somebody who uh, is from Australia, they've lined up, they're ready to run, but you notice they've got their backpack on still, they're not wearing uh, sporting gear, instead they're wearing their casuals um, and their thongs, and you're thinking, man, they might be a fast runner, but they're hindered in not throwing those things off. Throw off what hinders. Run the race with a complete uh, mindset towards the finish line and getting there uh, in, in a way that runs well. Uh, sin that entangles. Oftentimes, there can be things that we place our hope in that's not in Christ, but instead we begin placing our hope on other foundations. Uh, we find ourselves maybe even in habitual sin, and it's been a way that we've coped maybe in the past, and it's, become, uh, to, it's come to the surface again rather than placing our hope in Jesus. I'm, I just really believe that God is calling us right now at the end of 2020. What is it that hinders? What is it that might be sin in our life that needs to be thrown over to him? In fact, he says it's as easy as throwing it off. It's as easy as repentance, uh, turning the other direction and following Jesus. So what do we do next? And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. You have a race marked out for you. Uh, it, it has become uh, the Holy Spirit's uh, marked out race where he knows this is the next step. This is the next place, the things I have for you. In fact, he says, this is how we do it. Fix our eyes on Jesus. If your eyes are fixed on anyone else, if it's fixed on your own strengths, if it's fixed on a program or on a church to change you or on your youth leader to change your child, then you fix your eyes on the wrong source of life-giving capacity. In fact, you won't step forward in faith in those things. Instead, it says, fix your eyes on Jesus. The main goal for you and I is to become just like Jesus, to be fully transformed into who he is, uh, fully transformed into his love for others, fully transformed into uh, the same expectancy that when we lay hands on people and pray that they'll be healed. Uh, fully transformed into hearing the voice of God in an intimate way, fully transformed into being fully anointed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
He's saying, would you give your focus to Jesus? Uh, because he is the pioneer of faith. He is the perfecter of faith. Listen, your steps ahead of you has everything to do with taking steps and leaps of faith. Those that uh, the Hebrew writer wrote about in chapter 11, he pauses midway as he talks about those like Abel and Enoch. And just before he he talks about Noah, he says in verse 6, And without faith, It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Notice the goal is Jesus, but to get there uh, takes steps of faith. It requires us to take a hold of what Jesus said is true of us and to then step into it. And this is why he says that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. In other words, their eyes are fixed completely on Jesus. I want to bring your attention to some of the things that Jesus said of those who follow him. We find in Luke chapter 9, verse 61 to 62, Jesus had just been explaining to those who, who wanted to follow him that it came at great cost. Listen to uh, the, one of the last people in this passage who says, I'll follow you, verse 61. I'll follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plough and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. He's talking about our focus. He's talking about what we fix our eyes on. Those who are ploughing, they're looking ahead of them. They're looking at the soil that needs to be tilled, ready for seed Uh, the Word of God to be planted in the soil. that They're a part of the sowing and they're a part of the harvesting. And uh, no one who plows looks to the left or the right. He has his eyes fixed. His uh, intention is to produce the best crop, which means he needs to prepare the soil ready. Uh, It's equally true of our hearts. Every person who follows Jesus says, I'm giving attention to this heart becoming the most productive, uh, best soil for the Word of God to be planted in. And it means I need to give fully my full attention to Jesus, that everything that He says would become everything that I grab a hold of. Uh, listen, in chapter 8, verse 18, we get another indicator of what it looks like to be a disciple. He says, Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not, even, as it does not have, rather, even what they think they have will be taken from them. Consider carefully how you listen. In other words, you can listen one way and you can listen another way. How you listen is important. If you listen just to understand or to believe that it is true without any action or without any obedience, It's a different kind of listening. He's calling us to a listening that puts into practice everything we hear from Jesus. Be careful how you listen because whoever has, whoever takes a hold of what Jesus has for them, they'll be given more. Your capacity will expand just simply from taking a hold of everything Jesus says and putting it into action, taking a hold of the gifting he's given you taking a hold of the anointing He's given you, taking a hold of the assignment He's given you, and 
uh, pursuing Jesus in those things. Maybe it's in your relationships, taking a hold of what he says is true, forgiving those around you, perhaps loving those who seem to be unlovable, being generous to those who, uh, who have asked for more than what they deserve, uh, being hospitable to people. As you step into those things, just as Jesus said, go ahead and do, even though it may cost you lots, even though you may come up against opposition, you increase your capacity for more. You increase your capacity for hospitality. You increase your capacity for your gifting. You increase capacity for your generosity. All of these things increase simply from having your focus on, listening to, keeping your eyes single towards what Jesus is doing. Last verse, Luke chapter 11, verse 34. Your eye is the lamp of your body, When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when you are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. Uh, Just stop here for a moment. When your eyes are healthy, in other words, uh, another translation says when your eye is single, when it is focused in directly on what Jesus has for you to do, when when your eye is completely just fixed on the end uh, prize, the, the finish line, and your goal is to become like Christ, then everything within you gets filled with the light of Jesus. And all around you become a transforming lighthouse to uh, those within the same room. They begin to uh, experience revelation and, uh, and what God thinks of them and, and, and the goodness of God and the love of God for them, the forgiveness of God for them begins to reveal things that are not uh, healthy and that are not life-giving. And so as you are filled with the light of God, you become not just transformed, but transformed to transform others. Uh, In verse 35, See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. In other words, you become a lamp to others around you. Church, I really believe that uh, this word is for us as a church and that for you personally, this is a great time to uh, just reflect on the things that you have placed your focus on this year. The things that you have um, perhaps you're still carrying right now that might be even things that are good, but they're not best. They're not life-giving. They're not, uh, your eyes are not fixed on Christ. Instead, you're hindered by holding on to some things, trying to control certain things, maybe trying to control certain outcomes. Maybe there's sin in your life that you just realize, right now, Lord God, I, I need to give that over to you. And I recognize that I've found myself in a place going back to things that are not life-giving. Instead, the crowd is cheering you on. don't know if you can hear them, but they are cheering You can do it. You can run. Run the race. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. There's the glory of God ahead of you. Go for it in the joy of the Lord. You're going to see so many great things. Church, I believe this next year, you're going to see God's anointing increase on you. I believe revival is on its way. I want you to be ready for it. I want you to be in a place where you're being transformed in order to transform others. I want you to be in a place where you're running unhindered, where you have everything to look forward to because your eyes are fixed on Jesus. I want to pray for you right now. 
So Father God, I just uh, lift up every single person who is watching online or listening to this message later on, uh, on podcast or whatever it might be. Father God, I pray that right now that you would come and reveal those things to them that has caused them to stumble, has caused them to become entangled, that's caused them to become hindered, uh, maybe even things that have caused them to become distracted. Perhaps even they've hit opposition. They've hit times where they're just not, uh, not sure how to move forward and they've lost hope or they've lost heart in the midst of all that they've come up against this year. Lord God, you know all the opposition, all the challenges that they face this year. Maybe even some of their thinking uh, is challenging them and they're finding themselves unable to move forward. Father God, I pray that right now that there would be a moment of being able to just lay that at the cross. Every single thought, activity, uh, relationship that has not been life-giving, Father God, I pray that would have the courage right now to hand that over to you. And Father God, I pray that right now that they would find themselves choosing, coming into 2021, choosing to to take a hold of life-giving things that come through Jesus. That Father God, that they find themselves readying the soil for great increase. That they find themselves listening in a way that is matched with obedience and with a heart to serve. And that they would find themselves increasing in capacity and increasing in your glory. I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.